Hi, everybody. As we start to really dive into our annual goals, our 2023 goals, it is inevitable that our inner critics will start to show up, especially when we're about to have a major breakthrough or when we are really delving into something new. Last year, as a student and coachee, I participated in a program by a gentleman by the name of Shersad Shamim. He leads a program called Positive Intelligence and helped me to become aware of my top saboteurs. These are your internal voices, the things that come up for you when you're looking to stretch and grow and succeed. You know, the things that stop me and get in my way of potential success. While I'm coming at this video as a student rather than as a practitioner or an expert, I wanted to share these ideas with you because there's immense value in really looking inwards into really understanding the drivers or the saboteurs that can get in our own way. First off, a little caveat here. And while I'm grateful for the learning I obtained in this program, I have to caution that as a healthcare professional myself, I did take exception to some of Shirzad's methodologies, specifically in how he performs some of the recall activities and some of the meditative practices because they can really trigger PTSD in some cases. So to be clear, while I am sharing the notion of saboteurs, I'm not necessarily endorsing the whole of this program. But as I said, there is immense value in understanding kind of what can hold us back and what our inner voices can do and say to us and then how to manage them. So according to Shirzad, there's one master and nine accomplice saboteurs. I'll briefly outline them to you in this video so that you can start to see which ones might be affecting you. I can tell you how I'm dealing with them in my own life and where to go if you want to do a self-assessment and learn more about Shirzad's work for yourself. I'll be quoting a lot of his language, so please know that the bulk of the information that I'm sharing today can be found in his assessment tools. And there's a web link down below for his program if that's something you're interested in. So buckle up, because here we go. So the main saboteur, according to Shirzad, is the judge. This one's huge for me. And the judge is a universal saboteur. And in fact, it afflicts everyone. It's the one that beats you up when you make mistakes or when you have shortcomings. It warns you obsessively of any future risks that might come to you. It's the one that wakes you up in the middle of the night and gets you fixated on what's wrong with others. Now, this is a direct quote from the website, but it is the part of you that can then activate other saboteurs, which can cause increased stress and unhappiness. It's the thing that gets in my way and constantly judges what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong. Full stop. All right, so let's get started on those subcategories that he talks about. First is hypervigilant. This one is my highest rate of saboteur, by the way. The hypervigilant comes from, and I quote, early experiences where the source of safety and security, usually from a parental figure, was unpredictable and unreliable. It could also result when painful, unexpected events prove life to be threatening or unreliable for you. So if you find yourself feeling very anxious, having doubt in yourself or others, anticipating when the shoe's going to drop, feeling skeptical, maybe even cynical at times, or seeking reassurance and guidance, the saboteur is likely very active in you. The second saboteur is the restless saboteur. Now, the restless saboteur is constantly in search of greater excitement in the next activity. You get bored easily. You're rarely at peace and never content with current activity or status quo. With this saboteur, you have a strong sense of FOMO. You're easily bored. You're very distracted. And you feel restless and always wanting to sort of see what the next thing is going to be in your life. You may also suffer from responsibility addiction, which is what I had, and you always seem to be busy. It's really hard for you to find time to relax. Shazette says that this saboteur could be associated with early life experiences with inadequate parental nurturing or painful circumstances, sorry. And restless indulgence not only substitutes self-nurturing, but also was an escape for you from having to deal with anxiety and pain. The third saboteur, the victim. This one I'm very familiar with as well. <laughs> this one is where you have a hard time being criticized. 
Maybe you withdraw, you pout, or you sulk. You could have a dramatic or temperamental mood. At times when times get tough, rather than getting tough and moving on, you get depressed and you hide. You may have constant fatigue and tend to have more of a negative leaning mindset. You just want to be rescued for your circumstances. Well, apparently this one can be associated with a childhood experience that is not feeling seen and accepted and coming to the belief that something is especially wrong with you. The fourth is the controller. With this one, you feel a strong draw to being in charge and being the main decision maker. You can be confrontational and speak your mind regardless of the impact. And you can be intimidating and can push the comfort zones of others around you. I tell you, this is one I also struggle with. These are my top three, by the way. I always felt like I need to be in control because it controlled my anger and my anxiety because deep inside this really tough exterior that I have is someone who really doesn't want to be controlled. My father was highly controlling as a narcissistic parent and I found myself resisting that control. And unfortunately, I controlled in order to not be controlled. And according to Shazad, this saboteur is often linked to, quote, early life experiences where the child is forced to grow up fast, be on its own, take charge of its chaotic or dangerous circumstances in order to survive physically or emotionally, which was my situation. It's also associated with being hurt, rejected, betrayed, or deciding never to be vulnerable again. So if you were bullied as a kid, this might be one that comes up for you. So we're halfway there, folks. Um, does any of this sound familiar to you? Do you identify with any of these so far? And if not, can continue to listen because the next ones may be yours. All right, so the fifth saboteur is the stickler. Stickler is highly punctual and a perfectionist at their root. This is active in you if you find yourself highly critical of others and you see right is right and wrong is wrong and there's no in between. If you can't do something perfectly, you'd rather not do it at all. You cannot stand mistakes from yourself or others and you hate incompetence. The stickler offers a way of quieting that constant voice of self-judgment and the fear of others' judgments through trying to be perfect. Shirzad talks about having generated a sense of order in the middle of a chaotic family dynamic or earned acceptance and attention from emotionally distant or demanding parents by standing out as the unreproachable perfect kid. The sixth saboteur is the hyper-rational one. With this one, your rational mind is where it's at. You see feelings as either a complete distraction or completely irrelevant. You value knowledge, insights, and data over feelings, and your sense of self-worth is linked to your mastery of knowledge and competencies. You're super private, and you have really difficult time sharing those deeper feelings with others. Others may perceive you as cold and distant, intellectually arrogant. If this is an active saboteur for you, you likely use this as a strong survival strategy in early childhood circumstances of emotional turmoil or a chaotic surroundings. And the escape into the neat and orderly rational mind generates a sense of security or a sense of intellectual superiority over others. The seventh is the hyperachiever. If active in you, your sense of self is highly dependent on performance and achievement. You have an external focus for your success and may have workaholic tendencies. You're not one to dwell on feelings for too long because again, you find these to be distracting to achieving your goals. You may fear intimacy and vulnerability. Shazad then says, for the hyperachiever, self-validation, self-acceptance, and self-love are all conditional. This is often a result of either conditional or altogether absent validation from your parental figures. Even the very loving and approving parents can cause this because it's easy for children to get a sense that they are loved in return for achieving, obeying the rules, and having good manners, etc. So their love is therefore not unconditional. So we're almost there. You finding this interesting so far? If so, give this a like. I'd really love to hear your comments down below. All right, so the eighth saboteur is the avoider. 
also known as the happy, shiny person in the office. You know, this is the person who focuses on the, on the positive and the pleasant in almost an extreme way to avoid difficult and unpleasant tasks and conflicts. This saboteur will keep you from facing life's realities and dealing with things that come up to you head on. It enables the head in the sand, I like to call the ostrich factor. Shirzad goes on to say, a voider could rise from both happy and difficult childhoods. In happy childhoods, one might not have learned the resiliency of dealing with difficult emotions. And in a childhood of high conflict and tension, the avoider might come into play because they played the peacemaker and learned to not add any negativity or tension to the one's own existence within the family tensions. Finally, the ninth is the pleaser. And if you have the pleaser active, you feel the need to quote, gain acceptance and affection by helping, pleasing, rescuing, or flattering others. You can lose sight of your own needs and also become resentful as a result. You have a strong need to be liked and accepted by others. You are bothered when you go unnoticed, especially after some efforts, and you need frequent reassurance, have a hard time expressing your needs openly or directly. You see the expression of your desires as being selfish. And while you feel resentment when you're taken advantage of, you also have a hard time facing those that actually did that. Shrizak goes on to share that the pleaser tries to earn attention and acceptance through helping others. This is an indirect attempt to have one's emotional needs met. It's fed by two original assumptions that are picked up in childhood. The first is that you must put others' needs ahead of your own. And that the other is that in order for love and affection to be given back to you, you must earn it and not be simply worthy of it. That's huge. So before I go into how I manage this, Shazad has an app and a six-week program online to help support, improve your mental fitness when it comes to these saboteurs and how to connect with your sage. Personally, I have not continued with his methodologies, but I can tell you that there are a few things that I've continued thanks to my participation in this program. I'm going to share this with you right now. The key is that these saboteurs come up when you're feeling either fear or insecurity, and they're trying to dissuade you from continuing on because they're, they're, they were there as protective mechanisms as a child. Unfortunately, as an adult, they no longer serve you. So I had to figure out a way to get past these. In other words, I had to learn to self-coach. So I asked myself these questions. What about this situation is activating the saboteur right now? What am I most afraid of? And what is my truth? What is my inner truth? I know that in the program they teach you this, but I've always believed, I've always been a believer that the sage or God or the universe or whatever you want to call it, talks to us in whispers. Unfortunately, these saboteurs have very loud voices. So the key to letting your sage, your inner wisdom come through is to quiet the mind and to shut down those loud voices. So how do you do it? Well, my exercise is to acknowledge, yes, I see you. I breathe and I ask myself the questions from before and I quietly listen and the first responses that come to mind are usually the right ones. And if I can, I'll jot down a few notes so that I can keep it for myself for later. To move myself out of that state of mind, I will ask myself the question, what is one tangible thing right now that can help me move beyond this saboteur's untruth? Because it is untrue. Half the time, fear has its value. It has its reason for being. But a lot of times when the saboteur shows up, it's because there's an insecurity within you that hasn't been healed or hasn't been sorted out. And it doesn't mean you have to heal everything at once, but you do need to honor it, recognize it, know that it no longer has a place for you now. And it's time for you to start thinking about how you're going to move yourself beyond it. When I first started doing this, I tapped into a meditative process that has, has me looking into the future or connecting with my future inner wisdom. And while that might seem woo-woo and very out there, I did create a meditation uh, based on a meditation practice that I, uh, I borrowed from an author that you can click on um, at the end of this video. 
that helps you connect with your future self or your inner self or your sage. When I can't quiet my mind during the day, I will often do that meditative practice, or I'll just simply go and be quiet in my room or listen to some meditative music and just ask myself the same questions. What about this situation is scaring me? What about it is raising this saboteur for me? What action step can I take to start moving forward beyond this? Dealing with our inner critics is probably one of the hardest things you can do. It quite literally can sabotage your success in life. So hopefully learning about what makes you tick um, can start the process so that you can start learning to deal with these inner voices when they show up for you. Shirzad's program can be super interesting for people out there. Um, there is utility in this program for sure. I would just caution you that if you have a very traumatic background to be really careful stepping into this because there are exercises that he does that might trigger you. If you're looking to find some help for yourself, I can maybe help you get there. There's a link down below where we can connect and we can see how I might be able to help you out. Until next time, take care folks.